0: I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, well, kind of the fallout of a docuseries that premiered on Netflix last Wednesday uh, about Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Yeah, so it's a Netflix, um, I believe it's a 10-part series um, where basically they're just kind of telling a non-fully accurate story of what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer, but Um, What we're mainly going to focus on is kind of how the media, especially this docu-series, kind of just glorifies, um, you know, the situation in the completely wrong context and focuses it on Jeffrey Dahmer and not the victims.
0: Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk on social media about, like, how people don't realize that, like, these are real events that happened and, like, Mm -hmm. there are still people alive today who are very much affected by the original events that went down. Right. Like I have a tweet pulled up in front of me that went viral a couple of days ago. And it's, so a clip went viral on TikTok first of the documentary, like comparing the docu series footage to the actual trial footage and like just showing a side by side of how accurate it was, which of course like props to the actor, I'm not like pushing her down, but like I'm talking more about Netflix in general of how they shouldn't have taken on this project if they couldn't accurate not acu- Well, you already meant. this is the inaccuracies that we're t- referring to are not like about like the trial itself. Mm-hmm. It's more about like the the precursors yeah. and the history behind it. Anyways, this tweet went viral a couple of days ago. Uh, it was the cousin of one of the victims who Jeffrey Dahmer killed, and he said this: "I'm not telling anyone what to watch. I know true crime media is huge right now." But if you're actually curious about the victims, my family is pissed about this show. It's tra- re-traumatizing over and over again, and for what? How many movies, shows, documentaries do we need? Like recreating my cousin having an emotional breakdown in court in the face of the man who tortured and murdered her brother is wild. Mm-hmm. It's like, that again, like I said, nobody. you don't think about that when you hear about Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. You don't ever think about their family. You don't ever think about what the family's reaction to any of this is. You only ever think about, like, your own entertainment and, like, your own fascination with it. Right. Which isn't necessarily to, like, an individual's person's fault. Like, we were talking about this beforehand. It's just society in general, we've been so desensitized to all this kind of stuff and, like, like a fascination almost mm-hmm. of, like, how could this have happened.
1: Right. And, like, I feel like this is, like, not the first time that, like, there have been, like, shows and movies about, serial killers. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember a few years ago, there were, like, three or four different things about Ted Bundy, like, on Hulu, on Netflix, and, like, I don't know. I feel like this has just a, become a huge, like, subsect, like subsection of, like, a genre that should not be so popular.
0: Yeah, it's just a lot of the time, it, like you said, it only focuses on the killer. It's so watered down mm-hmm. to, like, make it digestible for us. And then another element is it often romanticizes the killer. Yeah. Like, specifically with that Ted Bundy movie that came out a couple of years ago. Like Zach Efron. Zac
1: Efron played him. Zac Efron's hot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole... I'm, like, everyone knows him from High School Musical <laughs> and all of his other movies. And, like, he is a good actor, but I remember after that came out, people, like, were calling Ted Bundy hot. And it's like, yeah. h- how can you even, like think that and there's just a lot of
0: misinformation about like with those cases too like ted Bundy, like murdered and raped hundreds of women Mm -hmm. and like the whole like media like like narrative around it is that he he would trick women into help helping quote unquote him because of how attractive he was and that wasn't the case it was that he was making himself vulnerable Mm -hmm. and asking for help yeah he would like fake an injury yeah fake an injury like oh i hurt my back can you help me with this load of groceries in the back of my car or something like that's what it is he's not appealing to like his attractiveness you know women aren't mm-hmm. after him for his looks they were helping him because of the good nature of their heart right and that's why he was able to take advantage of them and then mm-hmm. like we said romanticizing and glorifying and glamorizing his actions by having a really attractive actor play him and again watering kind of the situation down I guess like I get it it makes it more more digestible for people but like again it focuses so much on the killer mm-hmm. and like puts them up on this pedestal and being like isn't this crazy right. but like again ignores the victims ignores the families mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff right like
1: Yeah, I don't know. And, like, um, going back to how we said there were some inaccuracies, um, I have not watched the Dahmer docuseries, but I did see on TikTok that, so apparently in the show um, it says that Jeffrey Dahmer's father, like, taught him how to, like, dissect animals or, like, that was something that they did together. Like I said, I did not watch it, so I don't fully know, but that did not actually happen also according to TikTok, but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, why are you adding that in there? Mm -hmm. It's, like, these are real things that
0: happen to real people. Mm -hmm. Like, again, we were talking about this earlier beforehand, like, if you're making, like, a murder docuseries on, like, an event that happened in, like, the 1700s, that's a different story because there's no living relatives of those people to, like, really portray the emotions behind what they're feeling and their connection to the event, but...
1: Jeffrey Dahmer happened only, like, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, I think it was in, like, maybe, like, I mean, honestly, since it's, like, 2022, I, I actually, maybe the 80s. So, actually, um, Jeffrey Dahmer killed 17 men and boys um, between the years of 1978 and 1991. So, this happened roughly 40-ish yeah. Years ago I'm not the best at math.
0: <laughs> that's why we're journalism majors <laughs> and not math majors. But yeah, like that's the the point is like, you know, my parents were alive in the seventies. Yeah. Your parents were alive in the seventies. Like right. there are, there are people. Um, that was the other thing. Um, our T V our TV director on campus, Laura, she covered the Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer cases. She worked in Milwaukee at the time when it was uncovered. And like, again, like it reiterates like people We're alive from Mm -hmm. it. Like, I think, I also agree that, like, a lot of the true crime fascination is with our generation. Yeah. Because, like, like we said, we weren't alive when any of this happened. Mm -hmm. So, I, like, I understand the fascination with it and, like, just not being able to have that emotional
1: connection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of, I'd have to double check the years, but I believe that, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy... That was roughly during the same time periods. Yeah, roughly. Roughly about the same, like, 70s, 80s, maybe early 90s. Mm -hmm. But, like, even Jeffrey Dahmer's father is still alive. Mm -hmm. And he is 86 years old. Yeah. So grandparents are still alive, and they all experienced that, and they would have not been, like, our parents might have been teenagers back then. Yeah, it's just,
0: like, imagine if, like,
1: like, Again, we
0: want to focus on the side of the victims and, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, first, I can put yourself in Joffrey Dahmer's parents' shoes. Like, his father right now could watch a documentary about his son killing people. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. To mm-hmm. think about. Right. Okay. And, like, I, I just... It's just sad how, like, things can be made into movies without even consulting the families of the victims. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, obviously they wouldn't have consented to that had they been given the option.
0: Yeah. And, like, again, we understand that, like, the trial footage is, like, I I think it's public, um, on public grounds. Probably. Like, anyone can access it. Probably with something
1: so high profile.
0: Yeah. Like, and, again, like, there was so much news coverage surrounding it. So, mm-hmm. like, we understand that, like, everybody is able to, at least in some form, access, like, the news of the events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But again, like the tweet I mentioned, like, you have to put yourself in the victim's shoes in this kind of situation and their families and be like, if this had happened to, like, my brother, my cousin, my uncle, my parents, would I be okay watching something like that? And the answer Mm -hmm. is probably no.
1: No. They already had to relive it once. Exactly. And, like, this obviously isn't the first Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries that's come out either. There have been so many. Mm -hmm. There was a movie a few years ago, I want to say it was on Hulu um about it and it's like I how many different versions are you gonna come up with yeah you can only tell the same story so many times right you know and then after it's still like why mm-hmm. like I understand like you know trial like I know they made um they made a mini series of the OJ Simpson trial and I haven't watched it in a while but I like it was not OJ Simpson was not like the focus of the series mm-hmm. like it was on the trial and so, like, I feel like that's a different situation. But like, I would have to watch the Dahmer uh, docu series to like have a educated opinion about it. But I believe that that is just talking about just like focusing on Jeffrey Dahmer killing seventeen people.
0: Yeah, it's like again, if your focus is just on the killer and you don't like, because that's what the thing is. It's a ten part docu series ish. Mm-hmm. That's what we think it is at least. But like. 10 parts and you can't like kind of give a whole like whole value like look at it like extend it by a couple of episodes and incorporate the victim perspective or incorporate like that emotional side and appeal to people like and reiterate that this is wrong yeah this isn't something that we should be like glamorizing or Mm -hmm. like drooling over right because that was the other part that you and I have been seeing on social media is like people have been making like fan cams and like like, glamorizing videos of Jeffrey Dahmer Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, my God, he's so cute. He's so hot. Mm -hmm. I could change him. He wouldn't do that to me. And, like, that's absolutely not okay to have about not just Jeffrey Dahmer but any killer, period. Mm -hmm. That is so gross. It's so
1: insensitive. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how people could think that, let alone then make an account on social media about that. But Like,
0: again, it's just, like, that whole, like, again, Like, it's the younger generation who is making those fan cams, and we didn't grow up there in that time, Mm -hmm. so we don't have that emotional connection to it. But, like, that's just inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Like, again, you gotta put yourself in the victim's shoes, and like, if your cousin or whatever had gotten killed, Mm -hmm. and somebody's making a fan cam about their killer, yeah, no. And being like, oh my god, he's so cute. And like that's so gross. Yeah. That's so so naive too mm-hmm. to think that like oh you could change him or something like that you mm-hmm. could save him no you can't yeah that's clearly somebody who's gone to the dark side and is not coming back
1: facts and another thing that I I actually had I I knew about this before but like with the Dahmer series coming out I was seeing on Netflix that a lot of other people had just recently found out that Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison mm-hmm. um, I was like. Again, like, we are, in the modern age, have been, like, kind of
0: glamorizing his life mm-hmm. and being like, oh, my God, how could he have done this? This is so crazy. But, like, people in prison even realize that, like, what he did was not okay. Right. And we shouldn't be focusing on him. hmm Like, I mean, I'm sure there were, like, there might have been different circumstances. I don't know the exact circumstances of his death, but I just know that another prisoner killed him after mm-hmm. they heard of what he did. Yeah. It's just, like, if, mm-hmm. like... Again, there's a lot of problems with the prism complex, so I'm not gonna like delve into that right now. But just to acknowledge it, but if somebody who we as a society have deemed morally incorrect because we sent them to prison can make that better moral conscious decision mm-hmm. than like us sitting at home watching a docu series on our laptop or scrolling through TikTok, I think that says something mm-hmm. about the direction we're headed, headed in as a society.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it does. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's this one, because I saw this on TikTok, um, a scene, I don't know if it was the youngest victim of Jeffrey Dahmer's, but um, the 14-year-old, there's, like, this one scene where Jeffrey Dahmer, like, asks the boy, like, how old are you? Like, I know you're not 21. And it's, like, that's just disgusting. And, like, then, like, to continue keeping, like, watching that.
0: Yeah, again, it's another gross part of the series mm -hmm. that... Or just, like, his life that gets overlooked is, like, yeah, we understand that he's a killer, but he was also a pedophile. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like to, like as you could, could not make any clearer, there is nothing okay about what he did
1: mm-hmm. at all. Nope.
0: So when we focus on him and his actions, we also need to focus on the accountability and just, like, how could we have missed that type of thing? Mm-hmm. And, like, more of using his life story and his... Um, And his actions as like a life lesson and being like, here are the warning signs that somebody needs mental help, that somebody needs like therapy or that somebody needs like extra support to make sure that they don't go off the rails like that and do something that, I mean, I can't speak and say that he regretted it, but like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like kind of like another thing to go along with that as again, because we were so young and we can't, can't emotionally relate to this kind of thing. Like, I guess, like, the closest, like, we talked about how our TV news director, Laura, what, covered, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, but um, I grew up, like, 20, 30 minutes away from where John Wayne Gacy's victims were found. Like, he, uh, the killer, John Wayne Gacy, w- lived in Des Plaines, and I'm from Niles, which is the mm-hmm. next town over. And, like, I remember my mom telling me this story of, uh, you know, back when she was a kid, like, you know... I, the closest modern thing I can relate it to is, like, Stranger Things. Like, mm-hmm. people, like, kids were out biking all day. They didn't see their family from, like, 8 a.m. to, like, 5 p.m. Yeah. Just, like, doing whatever because people felt a lot safer. And she remember, she told me, like, after, like, he, he, they found the bodies and, like, he got arrested and stuff like that, like, everything changed. Yeah. You know, like, parents needed to know where their kids were at all times. They You need to know who you're going with, where you're going to. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just allowed, allowed to free roam anymore. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, again, it, like, emphasizes, like, how crazy that, like, this isn't, like, just, like, a historical event. Like, it significantly changed how people lived their lives right. after. And I'm sure people, like, the Milwaukee area near where Jeffrey Dahmer could
1: say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, actually, like, kind of going off of how you lived near where, um, John Wayne Gacy's, the, his house was at, so, um... I'm from Evergreen Park, and the Unabomber went to Evergreen Park High School. He was, um, my dad went to that high school, but uh, the Unabomber was, like, way older than my dad, so they didn't cross paths at the same high school or anything. Um, But, yeah, and, like, I remember, um, I actually had watched a Unabomber documentary. It came out, like, a few years ago, kind of, like, recently after I found out that he was from my, he lived and grew up in the same hometown that I did and I remember um that documentary was strictly a documentary mm-hmm. and I think that that's a big difference between the Dahmer series because there's a big difference in the tone of how a movie or a documentary is set up where for the Dahmer series they're bringing in Evan Peters who mm-hmm. is one of the biggest actors of our decade for it. so it's like That alone lets you know that they're trying to glorify this. And they're trying to just gain more audience ratings, more people to watch it. Oh, yeah. It's all for clicks and views. Like, they're not... Not that it's okay to, you know, make the victims and families relive it. But I do think that there's a big difference between documenting, like, real-life events and turning it into a movie. Yeah. It's like, there's a
0: difference between educating people about Mm -hmm. what happened versus like like we said glorifying it, romanticizing it. Exactly. Like there's another like to go off with of, like the Netflix, Hulu, um I don't know, HBO, like all that kind of stuff, like professional media.
1: Mhm.
0: True crime has a huge market on like social media, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I'll be I'll be honest, I'm subscribed to a girl on YouTube who does true crime content. Mhm. But it's just like She reiterates so often in her videos that, like, romanticizing these people is not okay. Yeah. Versus, like, again, with the Netflix documentary or, like, the Hulu series on other people. Like, professional media really has this problem with it. Mm -hmm. Where, like you said, they're bringing in big actors to, like, get those views from. They're bringing their making the uh, killers appear sexier or hotter mm-hmm. than, like, they probably would have been in real life. It's, like, they're just, again, I get it, like, it's entertainment. Like, that's the industry they're in, but, like, it's so... They crossed the line. Exactly. Like, it's just not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm scrolling through, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, just his name was trending on Twitter a couple of days ago, and earlier this morning... So it's, like, it's just, I'm, like, just scrolling through and, like, reading, like, how um, people are reacting to it. Mm -hmm. And, again, like we said about people making, like, fan cams of it. Someone just, like, posted, like, stills, like, screenshots of the series on, like, Evan Peters playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And people were in the comments, like, I know he's playing a serial killer, but, damn, he looks so hot. I'm, like, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-mm. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Like, just because you're prefacing with it, I know he's playing a serial killer, doesn't mean it's okay to say those things. No. I appreciate that you're recognizing that that's Evan Peters playing Jeffrey Dahmer, and that's just not Jeffrey Dahmer, but, like, there's still, like, this weird equating to it.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, right. I, don't, I don't know. No, I was scrolling on Twitter, and I found um, an article on Insider, and, um... It recounts, um, it's a, Rita Isbell didn't write this, it's an as-told essay, as-told-to essay based on a conversation with Rita Isbell, who is, um, we talked about this previously in the podcast, how there was a scene um, that was, like, pretty much, like, it was depicted, like, down to the T. Like, they had the actress look, like, very similar to the um, Rita Isbell, and she talks about, like, Her experience like throughout this and she's like I don't need to watch it I lived it and the thing that like really struck me was she talks about the scene where she's depicted in and it says if I didn't know any better I would have thought it was me her hair was like mine she had on the same clothes that's why it felt like reliving it all over again it brought back all of the emotions I was feeling back then and it's like imagine if like you went on Netflix and you saw one of the most traumatizing moments of your life and they had an actress that looked just like you and this has the same hairstyle as you, wearing the same clothes. It's like, that is so traumatic. And she also touches on how Netflix never contacted her, never asked her for consent. And like, it's just very messed up. Yeah, It's just so
0: crazy that like companies can't profit off of these people's experiences without mm-hmm. kind of batting an eye to it. Yeah. Like... If you're going to make a documentary, I think moving forward, if you're going to make a documentary about, like, tragic events like these, we need to pull people, first of all, get their consent Yeah. of the people who are involved with it. Mm-hmm. But second, if they consent to it, have them, like, on set with you so they can be like, this crosses the line. This mm-hmm. isn't okay. Right. Or this is okay. Or I think this would be better if we told it this way.
1: Mm-hmm. But I still think that they need to stick to more of, like, the documentary side and not making it, like, a movie oh, or yeah. a TV show. Like... That's like this stuff just shouldn't be like your like like entertainment like to watch, like when you're wanna have like a movie night. Like no. Yeah, it's like there's a difference between like like I get it, like
0: the whole like genre of based on real events mm-hmm. but it that's a really hard genre to do in today's day and age because a lot of people take what they see in the media for face value. You yeah. know? Like the detail that you mentioned about how they got made up a detail about um, Jeffrey Dahmer's father teaching him how to dissect animals Mm -hmm. or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like. They're, like, adding in, like, extra things to make you be, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, like, documentaries
0: shouldn't have, like, that shock value because the the case is shock value in and of itself. Exactly. Like, everybody knows Jeffrey Dahmer's case. Everybody knows John Wayne Gacy's case. Everybody knows. um, Ted Bundy ted bundy everybody knows the zodiac killer mm-hmm. you know like their names are enough for you to like kind of know what their case is and documentaries should just take that educational step forward further and be like really kind of like chronologically explain what happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus the romanticiz- romanticization of it or um like really playing into that emotional element mm-hmm. because like like just with the clip of the trial in general, that's emotional. Yeah. And that really genuinely happened. Mm -hmm. So if we focus more on the facts of it, I think they'll be just fine getting that shock value in the first place. I agree. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts,
1: Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gesser. Thanks for listening.